Hola, hola. Welcome to the Breakthrough Brand Show. I'm Fabi Paolini, and my mission on this podcast is to give you behind-the-scenes stories, anecdotes, and unique perspectives behind building a premium brand that makes a real impact. I believe that when you create a message that is aligned with your truth, you can have the breakthroughs that changes lives. Each week, me and my guests share with you how we're making an impact with our message and the stories behind our success. So that being said, let's dive into today's episode. Well, today I have a really amazing person as a guest. She is Jacqueline Malone, the founder of GoToGal Media. She's a business coach for entrepreneurs. She's the host of the GoToGal podcast. She works with experts around the globe to help them become, not the globe, the globe. (laughs) I just realized, like, what am I saying? To help them become the go-to authority in their space. And I'm just really excited to have you here and have this conversation about you and podcasting and all the things. So welcome to the show. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much for having me. You know, my Spanglish sometimes gets in the way and I'll say random things. And I'm like, I don't think that's how you say it, but whatever. It is what it is. Anyways, (laughs) reading bios, I feel like bios are not written to be read out loud. I struggle with reading bios on my podcast so much. Like it talking is fine, reading bios and like these words don't just don't go together. That's true. That happened to me earlier last week and I was like, I don't know what I just said, but we're good. <laughs> Anyways, um can you tell us a little bit about what you do in your own words? Sure. And as you were reading, I'm like, oh, I think I need a new bio. So, <laughs> so I'd be happy to tell you more. Oh, so as you mentioned, I am the founder of GoToGal Media. So I've been podcasting since 2015. I'm like a podcast grandma at this point. <laughs> and I started teaching podcasting, a podcasting course, all of that back in probably in 2017. So I've been very entrenched in the podcasting world. And that led me to last year starting GoToGal Media, which is our agency that specializes in partnerships. So it was founded on the idea of creating opportunities for podcasters to bring in sponsors and have these great partnerships with brands, even if they're not one of the biggest podcasters in this space, but if they are even right, like what's a way where you can really collaborate with brands that makes it a win win and worth your time because the way the traditional advertising in the podcasting world works, it's usually not worth your time. So it started with that and it's really expanded to beyond podcasts. And we essentially connect podcasters and brands to make win-win partnerships. We also work with events now too. So it's expanded quite a bit in less than a year. It's been a, a roller coaster for sure, but underneath it all, the premise is really just creating those powerful partnerships that are win-win. And that's, that's what gets me excited every day. And whether that's for a podcast or an Instagram account or an event, we're, we're really just all about creating those collaborations so we can make more money together. I love that. It's so interesting because I think that with the online space, um, it's it can be so isolating building your business. And I think that especially when you are not known as the go-to person just yet, and you're kind of in the beginning, I mean, you're an expert at what you do, you're good at it, but you're trying to grow. It can be very difficult when you don't have the opportunity to leverage other people's audiences or, or building those connections. So I really feel that there's so much power in that. I've spent a lot of, you know, last year, well, not a lot. I started podcasting, like going on other people's podcasts last year. 
And it was insane, like how much growth it had. And I didn't go to many. I haven't been to a lot of podcasts as a guest. So I understand how powerful that is. And I just launched my podcast recently too. And it's just been a really wonderful experience. So I love it. Tell me a little bit of like what you feel or why you feel that podcasting both. I mean, I guess obviously in your case, you talk more about you being the host, but how is that an impactful or how can that positively impact the business? Sure. So just the podcasting platform in general, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when we look at all the platforms that are out there, if you think about an Instagram account or a Facebook account, even a TikTok, TikTok account, see, even a TikTok account, there's, those are social media platforms. Mm -hmm. Now with a podcast, just like Mm -hmm. I would say a TV show or a YouTube channel, it's an authority platform. So immediately, even if it's the same content that is shared on a podcast, as opposed to on your Instagram account, it holds more weight. Mm -hmm. This isn't my, I didn't make this up. Like, this isn't my opinion. This like, this is, there's a fact to this where when it comes through these authority channels, it holds more weight. And, and same, like I could be sitting at lunch with a friend and tell them this is exactly what you should do. And they're like, okay, okay. And then I say that on my podcast. And when I say it on my podcast, it holds more weight. Now this is carries through to the host and the guest. Mm -hmm. So immediately when you're showing up on this authority platform, whether it's your own show or someone else's show, then you're showing up with more authority just inherently in the platform. So that platform itself is really powerful. Now, nobody, I'm going to, I'm going to make, I usually don't like to say like always, or, you know, but I'm going to, I'm going to be bold and say very rarely, nobody just decides to sit on their couch and say, okay, I'm going to listen to a podcast now and press play and just stares at the wall and listens to the podcast, right? We multitask while we listen to podcasts. We're driving, walking, running, folding laundry, doing dishes and people shower, right? Like nobody is just sitting around listening to a podcast. And because of that, people have a longer attention span for it. Mm -hmm. So while on other platforms and social media, we're hoping to get a couple of seconds, maybe a few minutes of someone's time. People are willing to give a lot longer of their time to podcasts because it's not the only thing they're doing. And because of that, that relationship with the podcast host and the listener is really strong. Now, this is something as a host that you really benefit from, but Mm -hmm. your guests and your advertisers also benefit from this because there is an inherent relationship there. So if you're introducing me as an expert, they believe you, right? Exactly. <laughs> Whether I'm an expert or not, it's like, Ooh, okay. Like this is, you're getting introduced with mm-hmm. that, with that weight for an advertiser, even if it's not a product that you've used before, if it's your voice, if you're doing right. a host read ad and you're sharing something, it feels like a referral to the person listening. So there's this powerful relationship between the host and the listener. And whether it's your podcast or someone else's podcast that you're a guest on or advertising on, there's just this powerful dynamic that we can tap into. I love that. And, you know, it's so interesting how that works. You know, like I was mentioning last year, I started going on podcasts as a guest. And the first one that I did, which was the Mind of George podcast, he's awesome, George Bryant. He like did such a good job of hyping me up. And being like, this is Fabian, like talking about me. That was like, okay, that was, that was a good interview. And immediately I attracted from his podcast, these 
absolutely amazing clients um, that have done great things and they were next level people. And it's just, in fact, I, I did the math on this and we've generated close to $70,000 only from that one podcast episode, right? Yeah. Oh so now I'm like, George, do you want me to maybe come back? Is it possible? <laughs> no, but, um, you know, it's just interesting to see how powerful that can be. And mind you, and I think that this is important, this specific podcast that I'm talking about here, it's not like a major one that has thousands and that, in fact, I've been to major ones with thousands and thousands of listeners, and that doesn't necessarily impact. But anyways, can, what are some of the tips that you have for people in terms of pitching themselves to podcasts? I was looking through your website. And I saw you have a a course on that too. <laughs> I do. Okay. You just said something so good though, that I, I want us to talk about first yeah, before yeah, I go into go. this, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. So with your example there, right. You went on as a guest, you $70,000 yeah. from that interview, which is incredible. Mm -hmm. Right. So then what, right. You're like, okay, there's this synergy here. How many times can you realistically be a guest on his show? Right. Maybe he'll have you back once a year. Maybe, exactly. probably not. <laughs> Maybe every other year. Right. So where can you go from there? Well, that's where one, maybe you could turn that into an affiliate relationship and <laughs> he's motivated to promote you continually on the show as an affiliate, or maybe you go to him and pay him and create a paid partnership where maybe there's integrated content that he's sharing. Maybe you're doing ads. Maybe he, you're taking an episode from your show and he's airing it on his feed once a quarter. There's so many things you can do. And I think that's where... That's how my brain works. <laughs> You're already brain. thinking like, wait a minute, <laughs> we're going to have to okay, talk, we're gonna have to right? Talk. <laughs> like, okay, there's an opportunity here to, to not just leverage podcasts as a guest because you're limited with that, right? You're limited with how many interviews you can do, but also even if you have a great experience this is best case scenario, then what, right? So how can we continue that further? And yes. So I just wanted to share that. Like, that. Ooh, okay. Good. Like there's opportunity there. hundred percent. Right? And yeah. it's worth exploring. And most people in our industry are not thinking like that, mm -hmm. whether using their own show to collaborate with guests in that way or brands in that way to, to bring in revenue or to be the sponsor and, and go do that themselves. Now, I love that. And, and, you know, sorry to interrupt you, but no, go ahead. I love that too. And one of the things, you know, I am just in the beginning phases of my own podcast, but that's one of the things that I found to be really powerful too. How, you know, what I didn't expect was the relationships that were going to come out of this experience as a podcast host. Right. I mean, I, I think logically you would think, well, duh, you're bringing a bunch of guests on your show and you're talking to them. Yes. But I didn't really expect how that could open other doors for me or, or, and, or, and even open doors for them. You know, it's just like how that relationship can grow into something different too. And I just have really enjoyed that part of the process so far. <laughs> That is my favorite part of the process. <laughs> that is my favorite part of podcasting is the relationships. You know, I think people are always focused on, well, I don't know if my audience is big enough or how big can I grow my audience with a podcast? And I don't think, I think if we're only looking at that external, how many people are listening metric that we're missing out on one piece of the, a really big piece of the puzzle, which is 
the benefit of you being able to, to have it as a networking opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. To build those relationships, to have those hour long, half hour long conversations with people that maybe you wouldn't have had otherwise. And whether you've already had a connection with them and now you're allowed, you're sharing your platform, you're right. going deeper with that relationship, or if they're brand new to you, now you, you have a start of something where you've spent some time together and you really led with generosity in terms of sharing your platform up front. So that's where I think, yes, I, yes, it's great. We want, and, and the podcast content should be really listener focused. Right. However, if people are only looking at download numbers and how many has it grown or people are listening, like you can get really caught up in that. And it's really about, okay, are you creating content that's for those right people? That's really aligned. And how are you thinking about this podcast is more than just creating content for listeners, but really as a growth engine for everything you're doing in your business. I love that. Okay. I, I actually have a, qu- a a little bit of a random question. Um, sure. I've been seeing this trend very much in the last couple of months with podcasting, with private podcasts and people doing like these private secret series to launch programs. I saw, for example, um, Catherine Zinkina from Manifestation Babe did that like really big for her launch for her program. Is have you, is this something that you've seen? What, I don't know. I, I want to hear what your thoughts about it are. <laughs> okay. So, oh yes. Well, one, I was an early adopter to this. So oh, of I'm, course you are. <laughs> <laughs> I am biased to all forms of audio content, right? Cause I'm not going to sit down and watch all the videos. And when I take a course, I'm, I'm, I'm on my phone trying to play the videos on my phone. And so I'm like, why can't they have a private podcast for this course now? Right? Like that's just how I consume content. So I'm sure there are a variety of ways to do this, but my favorite is hello audio. And I, and when they first started, it was a manual process. And I was like, all right, how great would we have a podcasting course? How great would it would be for our podcasting course to be all on a podcast, podcast right? <laughs> uh, now, of course there's some content that maybe is better served visually, but, um, but podcasters want to listen to podcast content. So we've been doing that for years and I've now all my courses have that as an option. We've done it with opt-ins. I've actually, I have a version of it with my own podcast where we've taken, we, the, I use it as the concept. This is a, just to plant a seed for any podcasters here. So bloggers have been doing this for years where mm-hmm. they'll take popular blog posts or like a series of blog posts and make an ebook Mm-hmm. out of it. Right. And then you can either get the ebook for free by subscribing or, or maybe it's even a paid ebook. Right. But it's like, people don't want to dig around your whole blog for all that content. Right. They just want it together. So it's easy to go through the same concept can be applied to podcasts. And so that's where we're using a private feed to say, okay, let's take all these mindset episodes, these solo episodes that I've done on mindset and pull it together. People want to binge those here you go. You can opt in and get this private playlist of just those episodes. And that's not hurting our current downloads because it's making people it's because that's a fear people have like, okay, why would I make it private if I want them listening to the current podcast? Right. right? And that's not going to take away from current episodes, but it's also going to make it easier for them to, instead of having to go back through hundreds of episodes that we have now over the course of four years to find those now we make it really easy for them and they get on our email list so we can communicate with them more regularly. So I think there's a lot of different ways to think about this private form of audio content. I love it for, for paid content, free content. I think tapping into that idea that I started talking about before that there's this 
connection between the host and the listener. And whether that's on a private feed or a public feed, it's the same thing, right? And if you know your people love listening to audio content and they're busy and speaking, I don't have the data off the top of my head, but as a whole podcast listeners, when you look at podcast listeners versus YouTube watchers, podcast listeners are higher educated, make more money. They, they value their time significantly, which is why they're listening to podcasts, right? They don't have all day to sit around and watch YouTube videos. And so if those are the types of clients you want, which if you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing those are the types of clients that you want, right? Then having content available for them, whether it's free or paid, that's audio version that makes it easier for them to fit into their busy lives makes a lot of sense. I love that. Yes. I love it. I love it. I'm super into podcasting and I've been loving the experience so far. Okay. Question that I have for you. Um, So I know that your brand and your business have had quite a bit of an evolution over time. I mean, I remember coming across your content years ago. Like I think I, I launched my business in 2016. I think maybe since 2016, I've been seeing you around. So I want to hear a little bit about that evolution and also tied in with your messaging and your brand, like what that evolution has been like, if that makes sense. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, there's, there's a lot here, so I'm going to try to be concise about it, but definitely like chime in with questions of where you want me to elaborate okay. more. So when I first got started online, which was the summer of 2015, I was creating a brand. I didn't know what I wanted to sell yet. I just knew that I wanted to create something for moms who were starting businesses while they were home with their kids. That was my original vision for the business. I had friends that were doing that. And I saw this as a trend. I wanted to do that. I was not in that space yet, but I'm like, this is what I want. I see other people doing this. Like, let's find out more about how people are doing this and what they're doing and create community around it. Because I felt really in the middle of like, okay, well, it's like, you know, if I go to mom groups, you know, nobody there really has a business, but then I'm, I was already working in a job and I'm like, in these networking events, everyone has jobs and nobody's starting a business. Like where are these people? Right. So it started as chasing dreams and littles because that's, that's where I was. Well, I only had one little at the time I had, uh, my daughter was two. And then I very shortly after got pregnant and, but it was like, okay, like, but you know, it was, it was more, I don't know, chasing dreams and littles just came to me and we went with it, but it was this fun, playful brand. And I had, I had big dreams for it. The interesting thing is, so when we first, yes, we're in this in 2016, it was chasing dreams and littles. Now I had a really interesting experience happen. Oh, the beginning of 2017. So I was selling my membership. I ended up launching a low end, low priced membership that was $27 a month. I eventually raised the price to $97 a month, but you know, it was a membership. I never sold anything with a comma in it. Okay. At this point, (laughs) there's no commas. Oh, there's like the two comma club. I was in like the no comma club. Right. (laughs) But I had this, well, I was, you know, it took me 10 months to hit my first four figure month in that business. Um, well, it's from, from starting an Instagram account, to then, to then 10 months. So not since I launched the offer, but like from like starting to actually doing something to make that money. 
Now, early 2017, I had just done an affiliate promotion for Todd Herman with 90 day year. It was a course that I, I bought it from the hospital after, after I had my son in June of 2016. And it really changed the way I was thinking about my business and doing my business. And, and I found out I could be an affiliate for it winter of 2016. And so I promoted his course, which was a $2,000 course, 50, 50 commission split at the time. And I was really nervous to promote it. I'm like, is anyone in my audience even going to spend this? Like it was, you know, it felt like such a different type of offer. And, and I promise this is getting back to the brand, but I had a successful launch with it. I ended up selling eight spots. So eight women purchase. So that was, which was really mind blowing to me because I had just did a membership launch that was about an $8,000 launch that was going to come in over the course of six months. And I, how much I had put into the sales page and, the, and I still oh had to deliver gosh, the product. Imagine. Right. And when I was looking at like what I was paying and how many hours and like, I'm like, Oh my gosh. And then I just like wrote a couple emails and did this launch for someone else's product that I don't even have to deliver. And it was also an $8,000 launch. So that was really striking to me, but was more striking was I didn't know how many I was going to sell. So I didn't want to offer a group offer as a bonus, but I wanted to offer a bonus. So mm-hmm. I offered an intensive call with a week of Voxer after. And so these eight women who, who joined through me, they would have their intensive one-on-one intensive with me. And then we'd chat on Voxer for a week. And that was also how I was converting people to one-on-one at the time. And I will say three or four of them after those intensives separately said to me, now these women all were moms. They all had young kids. They all had businesses that were very similar to the women in my membership. Right. right? So to me, these were completely my ideal clients, like completely fit the profile. And I was just starting to offer one-on-one services. And they were each in some way, shape or form, like, I never would have thought to work with you. And it was meant as a compliment, but it was right. so jarring for me. And I'm like, you're literally who I'm marketing to. Like, why would you have never have thought to work with me? Like, that was so was like, okay, I'm not offended, but I'm also like slightly offended. Exactly. Like, what, what, okay. like Thanks. right. <laughs> like literally everything I'm doing is to work with people exactly like you. Why would you have never thought to work with me? And so that was a a big awakening to something is not right with how I'm marketing this. And what I realized was the difference is because I had had time with these women, right. Doing these intensives and Voxer, the difference, even though everything demographically looked exactly the same between my current subscribers, this membership, and them, it was their mindset that was different. Mm. And their dreams, their goals, they were taking their business more seriously. And they also wanted to do more with it where the women in my community were like, I just want to pay for dance lessons or Disney trip, right? (laughs) That was their dream, right? And it was chasing dreams and littles. It was this like lighthearted brand. They weren't trying to build something big. And the women who had invested in this 90 day year course that were like, I'm going to, yes, like accomplish in 90 days, what other people can do in a year that were really invested and, and wanting to be efficient with their time and do big things. Those were the women that, yeah, they like, maybe it was the same business in the same situation at home, but they had bigger goals and maybe they were still struggling with some of the same mindset stuff, but they knew that they could work beyond it. And they really wanted something bigger. And so when I realized that I was like, okay, 
I need to debrand. Exactly. If that's really a word or not, but that's when I became a personal brand. So I didn't know what I was going to call it or what it was going to look like, but I knew I needed to close down the membership. And I knew that I just needed to be Jacqueline Malone then. I and so, and yeah, it took me a while you know, then for I, I, to have the next step, but no, yeah, I think that, I think that it's what you're saying is so important because I call it like checkbox clients, right? You're like, oh yeah, this is a woman check. They have kids check. They want to do make money check. And you, you think that you're hitting the demographic and you think that you're hitting who your audience really is. And you're not because that does not make them your ideal client. What makes them your ideal client is the vision, is the desire, is the big dreams. It's the, I want to make an impact. And in your case, it was business related. My case is business. It's also business related, but maybe you're a relationship coach, or maybe you're a weight loss coach or whatever you do. It's about the vision that they could do more, be more, have more, um, have more love in their life or whatever, right? All these different things. And that's what makes the difference. And that's how you need or who you need to learn how to speak to most, right? So then from there, you jumped into go to media <laughs> or go to a go to gal, I think, right? Well, so I was, I was, I was quote unquote, just Jacqueline Malone for, for a bit. I was like, you know what? Personal brand, we're going to own it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what I started to teach was about personal branding, which is funny because I actually have, have experience with working in the personal branding space before I started my business, but I was so resistant to it coming in. I'm like, okay, we're going to own this. And so it started to evolve. You know, I, I started, my tagline started to be, I help you become the go-to gal in your space. And then I created a course eventually. And I named that go-to gal. So this go-to gal stuff was like bubbling under the surface. And my podcast at the time was with a co-host, Jessica Stansberry. It was called All Up in Your Lady Business. And we had decided to stop doing that podcast together. I was going to keep the feed and rebrand it. And, and we're, we're still good friends and, and all of that. But it just, it we had both started off, just a side note, like we'd both start off as like baby business owners. And it was so great to have this podcast together. But at a certain point, it's hard to have this shared brand that is neither one of your brands yeah, and, and, and have it be, have it, have it make sense, right? So I was going to rebrand it and I'm like, what am I going to rebrand it as? And that's when I really had to just own go-to gal. It's like, okay, like this has been bubbling under the surface for years. That's what the podcast is going to be. We're going to focus on the business strategy and the inner work and mindset. And, and so with go-to gal though, and this is is something that's always been inherent in in the go-to name for me is that it's community-based, right? Like in order to be the go-to gal, like you need to be the go-to gal for other people. And, you know, relationships are, are inherent in that, in that name and being the go-to gal that that's, there's, there's people that come to you for that. Right. And so that's always been under the surface too. And now with go-to gal media, we still have the go-to gal podcast, but with taking that brand and really expanding it into go-to gal media, we're really emphasizing and leaning more into the relationship aspect and partnership aspect of it. And this idea of making more money together and whether we're representing the sponsor and helping them find people to sponsor or representing a podcast host or event host and helping them connect with sponsors. It's still, it's still so much about community and partnership. So, so yes, it has evolved a lot over the years and you know, some of it, you just have to like be in it enough to see. And that's where I really liked having that time as just Jacqueline Malone to, to not have to commit to anything. Cause I'm like, okay, this is definitely the wrong brand, but I don't know what the right brand is yet. And I will say now it's nice to have a brand 
that is not just my name. I loved that flexibility then, but with where we're going with things now, I see the benefit to like where I can leverage my own personal brand, but also where the brand is its own thing and separate from me. So it's nice to have that both dynamic. And that's something I had to grow into. I love that. What an awesome story. And just, yeah, just so interesting seeing how everything has evolved. Okay. So last question that I have for you, and it's kind of maybe random, but not really. I've learned, as I'm sure you have, that being an entrepreneur is very challenging and there's a lot of obstacles that we meet along the way. And I'm kind of curious to hear how you prioritize mindset or personal development, or if you prioritize it at all in your own life and in business and kind of what is your (laughs) go-to strategy or tip for that? So yes, I definitely, I definitely do prioritize it and not because I want to, because I have to, I, uh, I wrote an article many years ago for entrepreneur and it was like the biggest productivity hack for women, but it was, it was mindset, right? Because if we're not, if our head is not in the game, if we don't believe it's possible, if we're swimming with imposter syndrome and self-doubt and self-sabotage, like we're going to figure out a way to sabotage ourselves. We're going to figure out a way to to get in our, like, it's not like, it's just not going to happen. Right. So if we are like deep in that resistance, you can try to push through it all you want, but like, there's only so much you can do. And so taking that time to really treat your mental health, your mindset, like hygiene, like you can't just shower once and be good for the, for the month, you know, right? (laughs) Like that it's something we really need to do repeatedly and often, maybe not every day, but, but often and consistently and, and really prioritizing it in that way. And that's where, and proactively, right. It's not just like, Oh, I'm feeling like this. I need to fix it. But even on the days you're feeling good, creating that time and space. And that's what helps you not just show up even as the best version of yourself, but so many of us, like I, I look at when I'm feeling imposter syndrome and that's something I still feel very often. I look at it as, okay, this is my sign that I'm growing. If I go too long without feeling any of that emotion, I know I'm coasting and I've been there and I like, it can happen right now. There's sometimes maybe I've leaped too far. (laughs) It's like, okay. But really it's that indicator of like, okay, I'm in growth mode. And that's, that's the sign. This doesn't mean that I'm not supposed to be doing this. It just means this is I'm in growth mode and I need to be spending extra time and intention on my mindset. So doing it both proactively and reactively when we need to, but yes, I'm, I'm all for that. So what do I do? I, I've meditated for years. I I love meditating and visualizing in that meditative state. And I think journaling and just brain dumping, even and just getting the stuff out of your head mm-hmm. is, is really important and powerful. And some things that I, that are newer that I started to implement is breath work has mm-hmm. been really powerful for me. I was lucky enough to be an editor retreat where we had an in-person experience with breath work. And that's something that I've been doing more at home. And it's just like moving. It's like, it's not about your thoughts. It's like literally just getting this energy out of your body. And, and that has been, because what I realized is for me, I don't necessarily have anxiety with thoughts in my head, but I feel it in my body with stuff. And so that somatic work and, and breath work is one of the ways that I've been really able to 
to yes, release that energy and, and focusing more on the somatic. I've also been trying to move my body more and do more things that are just fun and feel good in my body. I have a hula hoop. I'm actually a really good hula hooper. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> oh, I have, I have a custom hula hoop, you know, just gonna. Oh, oh you're right. like a pro at it then. <laughs> you're the go-to the gal for hula hooping. Then. I used, I used to be the longest I've ever hula hooped for straight. It was three hours. What? Um, (laughs) and I had to stop, like, it was like the guy, this thing, it wasn't, you know, but I I can't do that anymore, but I'm, I'm working my way back (laughs) very slowly, but I started roller skating again. I was trampoline in my basement going for walks, but doing just dancing, even just moving in that way. It allows me to one release some of that negative energy, but also Mm. just like call in, this powerful energy that allows me to show up as the best version of myself now, but also like call in that woman I'm still becoming. I love that. Ooh, I love that. Those are all so, so good. Well, thank you so much, Jacqueline. I really loved having you here. Where can people find you? Um, Go to you. Tell us more about that too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, you can listen to the go-to gal podcast every Tuesday. Oh, so, and we have a site up for the agency now. So if you're a podcaster that's interested in sponsorship, or if you're interested in sponsoring other shows or collaborating in that way with partners, uh, you can go to go to gal.co and find more about that. I'm also on Instagram, uh, go to gal, go dot to dot gal. And, oh, you know, we didn't get to talk about podcast guesting but I can send you an episode that I have about that. And what, what you notice that I sell, it's a $27 mm-hmm. pack. That's a whole system for, I call it the plug and pitch system for with templates for pitching and the course on what to do, how to figure it all out. And some people do it themselves and people give it to their assistants to do. Um, so I can give you that reset resource too. Uh, it's just plug and pitch.com. I love it. Well, thank you so much. I've loved having you here and we're going to have to do this again though. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm a talker. So I think we've been a little too, over. Thank too. you for your no, time. We're good. We're good. It's been we're good. so fun. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. Bye. Gracias for listening to today's episode of the Breakthrough Brand Show. To listen to more episodes or to be featured as a guest, go to fabipaulini.com slash podcast for more details. Can I ask you for something? If you got value out of this episode, would you share it on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or just post it online. If you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let me know about the show and include the hashtag Breakthrough Brand Show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episode, go ahead and subscribe right now. Your thumbs up, rating, amor, love, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean so much to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, fabipaulini.com, or follow me everywhere as Fabi Paulini. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Con amor, Fabi.